Clarita here, and I've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. If you want to release your music into the world, DistroKid's the easiest way to get your music into all the major streaming platforms, unlimited uploads, and keep 100% of your royalties. And because you're a Design Freaks listener, you get 30% off. Go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash Design Freaks. DistroKid. Another episode of the Design Freaks podcast. Uh, this is a show where we talk about music industry, art, and design. My name is Clarita. I'm your host. I am a graphic designer here in Seattle, Washington. That is how you say it. Um, yeah, record covers, posters, zines, etc. Sometimes I talk to designers. Sometimes I talk about iconic record covers. Um, this is a very special episode for a few reasons. Um, so I get to talk to my old friend, that always sounds bad, my old friend, to longtime friend, musician, artist, and art director for the band The Intelligence, Lars Finberg. Such a treat, lots of giggles, lots of laughs. Um, at a time I really needed it. So this, there's a few things to address first before the episode starts. Um, so this was recorded a while back, and you'll hear when we're talking that uh, my mom was sick at the time, and I was worried about her. Um, well, since we recorded this, uh, she did pass away. Yeah, that's it's been a while since I recorded an episode or released anything. So this episode is dedicated to my mom, Alice Louise, and... Uh, Shout out to Alice. Uh, my mom loved this podcast. When she passed, naturally, I dropped everything, went to Texas to be with my family. I mean, I'm not going to get too into it here. Don't worry. Um, just wanted to explain that those are the events that have taken place since this has been recorded. And yeah, she was a fan of the show. She loved the podcast. And I think part of it was she attempted to be a stage mom when I was a kid and uh, tried to take me to commercial auditions, and I was having none of it. Um, I was way too shy, painfully shy. Another reason I wanted to, that this is so perfect, that it's the Lars episode, is that um, there's a lot of subjects that overlap with my mom while we're talking, and um, uh, the episode just kind of keeps coming back to her. So um, it just seems like... Uh, Repo Man referenced the lattice of coincidence. Um, I don't know. It, it just seems appropriate that it's all one thing. And so um, shout out to Lars Finberg, too, for being amazing while I was gone and uh, came back to the greatest care package of all time. Great friend. And shout out to Brad Tilby, um, the Light in the Attic Records shop. Lots of people who really helped me out. Uh, shout out to Sean Wood. <clears throat> oh, by the way, I'm recording this on Mother's Day. Um, it, the timing just worked out that way. Uh, I just want to thank 
everybody. I won't have a chance to, but especially Megan Cookies, Marianne Spellman, and anyone who reached out to me. We do we do talk about graphic design in this episode, and we talk about the uh, intelligence, artwork, the graphic designer, Jen Anuki of Wounded Lion, art for Lars's solo projects, other bands. It's a great talk. I really had a good time, and uh, but it did keep coming back to my mom. So Lars asked me at the end of the episode, you'll see this part. I wanted to add on to it, though, when he asked my favorite or my first record cover I remember, because that's what I asked all my guests. Um, and it's a Beatles album. That's one of the things that overlaps with my mom. She loved the Beatles. And my favorite song on that record was When I'm 64, and this is episode 64. I don't know, but kaleidoscopic undercurrent of connectedness. But there's two more records that I didn't mention in this episode uh, that belonged to my mom that made a strong impression on me. And I've never talked about these on the show. One of the other one, the second one is a Ennio Morricone uh, album. It was three soundtracks and I couldn't find it. Um, I found something similar I'll put up on the screen, but um, I, I know the, the front of the cover was a painting and it really struck me. It was of course a Western something painting, um, some dusty scenario and um, was so dreamy to me, that whole thing. She, my mom loved Westerns. We watched Westerns all the time. I complained, they were boring to me, but um, but yeah, now it's like really special. My Her dad was a rancher in South Texas where we're all from. And uh, then my mom and dad moved to Austin in the 70s to go to University of Texas. And then I happened. So that's kind of my lineage in a nutshell. But back to the soundtrack, it wasn't. There's a ton of these best ofs and uh, compilations out there for Ennio Morricone. But this one had three full soundtracks on it. It had Good, Bad, and the Ugly, A Fistful of Dollars, and For a Few Dollars More. I don't think I could... I thought I would recognize it if I saw the cover. Who knows? Who knows who released it or in what country or whatever. But um, the third cover that I remember and I used to stare at and laugh so much was a comedy album. My mom had some comedy records uh, when I was growing up, which was really fun. This one was George Carlin Toledo Window Box. I just thought it was so naughty that we had this. And I didn't quite understand his jokes, but... Um, I thought he was a funny person in general. So the front of the record is George Carlin wearing a t-shirt with a window box full of weed on it. It's, I don't see any buds on it, but it's like a full on plant and he's going this guy with his thumbs. The back of it, and I loved this because it it was, um, you know, the front and the back were a play on each other, which I got a kick out of. Um, and the back, I always thought when I was a kid was the plant, there's no more leaves on the plant. So he's sad. The plant died. But now I realize he's stoned. He smoked it all. Um, duh. So, uh, but yeah, like I said, I didn't understand. I was in the D.A.R.E. program, but I didn't quite understand this. Um, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy the show, please share it with other vinyl and design freaks. Uh, designfreakspodcast.com hit the donate button Uh, it does take money to uh, keep it takes several subscriptions to keep a podcast up and running every month so I really appreciate any little amount that you could contribute I am uh, working on a Patreon and that is 
on the way. Uh, but for now, we have that donate option to show support. And um, I'm at underscore Design Freaks Podcast on Instagram. And I do have a YouTube channel. For the for the watchers of the YouTube channel, I tried to get as many of the graphics up on the screen that me and Lars are talking about. Um, oh, I have one more announcement. Uh, speaking of great people and kind people who make me happy, uh, my friend Mason Lowe has a new album out. And it's his solo record called Morning People. And I had the pleasure of doing the design for this digital release. Uh, and there is a butt in it. Or nalgas, as my mom would say. And my mom would love that there's a hidden butt. I forgot to show this to her. Um, anyway, I love this record. My mom would have loved this record. It's got like a 60s pop feel a little bit. But also a sense of weight to it. Um, you need to hear it, though. Go ahead and pre-order that. It's at the uh, Mason Lowe Bandcamp, L-O-W-E, and killroomrecords.com, and I'll have those links in the show notes. So congratulations, Mason. I love this album so much. Uh, and I included some parts of the new Intelligence record, and you get to hear him talk about it. Okay, enjoy this episode. It was fun to record. I hope all of you are doing okay. Shout out to all the moms and all the people missing their moms. Wishing you happiness and uh, all things must pass. Thank you. Love you. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. Uh looks like you got door city over there good for you the other side of the room looks like shit so we've turned the camera this way okay got it how are you doing how i'm you good been? how are you i've been great uh i've been okay busy okay. yeah mm -hmm. busy doing what this and that you know uh, unload, unload your private life onto this recording. Right here. <clears throat> no, I've been working a lot. I work for the University of Washington, winning all kinds of awards, and then I saw uh, that. doing this. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, and yeah, and then doing this. And my mom's, you know, has health issues, so I've been going to Austin, which is fun and also serious at the same time. So my family's is chill. Okay. God. So just rub that in. They're downstairs. I'm at their house right now. <laughs> We're having my niece's birthday. Um, it's all just sweet over here. Sweet. Well, yeah, cool yeah. flex. Love it. Yeah. Well, I'm a wimp and was born into like an easy scene. You probably have like skills for the real world and have developed. Uh... No, I, I cry constantly. No. Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty. I'm a survivor and a heroic leader, basically. Um. So you've been playing shows again? Yeah, we've played, I think, three, maybe four shows, mm -hmm. which was, there was a pandemic here in California. <laughs> there was what a government flu. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I'll take your word for it. 
Yeah, but so we, I didn't play for three years, which turned out to be great. Like, you know, not for all the suffering that happened in there, but for me personally, taking a three year break from playing shows was rad. So now they're, we restructured the band and it has been very fun to like do it again. Nice. So who is, what's the current lineup? Uh, it is Leslie Ashino is playing drums. And uh, Maya Montgomery is flute player and singer. And Dayron Monroe is the bassist. And when we can have him, Michael Cronin plays sex. Oh, but nice. he's on tour a lot and has other stuff going on. Well, so. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, uh, speaking of tour, are you? do you have uh, anything planned? No. no? <laughs> I don't think I – I don't know that I want to do that. I don't know. Okay. I don't think. I mean, we went up to San Francisco and played some shows and like, I like keeping it small, but I don't think I'll like book my own U.S. tour and load up the van and do that anytime soon. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how people do that in the first place. (laughs) Yeah. It was hard enough before, but the three year reassessment was just like, I don't know. So if someone huge asked us to go with them and it was easy, like sure, but. I don't think I would do my own headlining tour. We might go to Europe at some point because that's a lot easier. But mm-hmm. what about festivals? We'll play any festival. <laughs> you heard that here, folks. <laughs> for free, we'll play. We'll headline Coachella for free. You're not going to get a better offer. <laughs> <laughs> Ballard Seafood Frank Fest. Ocean. Yeah. <laughs> well, you said Let's... Ocean, and I said seafood. Okay. <laughs> Let us play your party. Oh, yeah. Parties, house parties. Um, so, yeah. Okay. So, you're texting me. I think they're still coming in, the texts. <laughs> no, uh, you've done a lot of artwork for your bands over the for yourself. Uh, how many albums do you have as Lars Finberg? There's two, only two Lars okay. Finberg albums. And uh, and then the re- how many intelligence records are there? There's over forty. Shut up. No, there's there? eleven. Maybe there's. Wow. It's hard to <laughs> eleven. I think. I think. Yeah, the one that just came out is technically the eleventh album. Oh, nice! Congratulations. Thank you. This is phase two of our career. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. What, uh, so I love moving on, moving on. No, do you want to please? No, 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 no. I just, I like when you keep it going and I derail it. I've already forgotten. Oh, yeah. So the intelligence. So you just released this record. Uh, you had one from 20 in 2019, and this is the next one, right? Yeah. So, okay. Did you send me inspiration? Yeah. Well, I was because, uh, I don't know. I I love it. Let me drink more coffee and make even less sense. Um, (laughs) It's really, Jun Anuki is my graphic designer layout person who I've known for years. So I can, he turns everything into a record cover for the most part. Sometimes he's photographing stuff that I make, Mm -hmm. but I don't like know how to do anything on a computer or Photoshop or anything like that. So some of the things I was sending you is like me scribbling on a post-it note and be like, turn the title sideways and that kind of thing. And it's funny to see how crappy those look and then like what he makes out of it. 
because he's really the talent and probably this interview should be with him, but well, I'm the face. I have, you know, and your art directing, he wouldn't True. have, you know, he wouldn't, uh, you're giving them the concept. Um, John. <laughs> what's his name again for my listeners? John Anuki. Okay, rad. Does he have a website? Yes. This interview doesn't have to make any sense. Good. Okay. Then I'll relax. (laughs) I mean, I was relaxed, but I'll relax more. Relax more. Wait till my edible kicks in. Dude, we're we're just having fun. It's okay. (laughs) Uh, Well, yeah, just having fun. Good. Good callback. Isn't that good? Yeah, that's good. So, okay, what about everybody's got it easy but me? I remember you telling me that that you laid out, you did the typesetting, which I love. Oh, thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, That is, I found, I worked at an antique shop called Fruit Cocktail Collectibles in South Park. And I found the, some kind of nautical book is where that mermaid and guy is from, but it's Mm -hmm. real small in the spine of the book you can see on the record cover. And then I found an old antique stamp set and did the stamp letters around it and then gave it to Jun to photograph and blow up. And then he did the other stuff that looks like a stamp at the top of like the album cover. He's so good at matching. Like I'll have half of an idea and then he really makes great fake realistic looking things to me. Like the price tag stickers on the, um, on psychedelic in PB city has like a stack of discounted price tag stickers that oh, I always does? wanted to do. And he like, it looks so real on the finest final thing. He rules. Oh, did you send me the Beatles because of the little peril? Yes. <laughs> the- I gave that to John. That's my dad's Beatles album that he gave me for Christmas. And I was like, I'm used to be obsessed with the Beatles and now even more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, How unique, Laura. A musician, a male musician who likes the Beatles. Tell me about Radiohead. Um, (laughs) Tell me about Weezer. I want to hear all. I was just talking about Weezer. (laughs) Anyway, I wanted the um, typeset to be that. So, and that I wanted it. We can't afford real embossment. Mm-hmm. So I wanted him to do a typeset that like looked like it was printed on the record. Wow. That would be cool yeah. if you could emboss all the – or deboss or whatever that's called. That's awesome. Yeah, it looks good. I was Thank like, you. why did he send me the Beatles? <laughs> I know yeah. I'll find out eventually. I just <laughs> was – I was looking through my text with Jun and then I just found where you go to info and it has mm-hmm. the photos. I was like, oh my god, here's the like timeline of like my shitty – 
idea to like him making it good. It's so clear as a graphic designer, having anything visual to work with is so nice. It doesn't matter if you can, if it's scribbles or MS paint, I don't care. It's so much easier to work from that. So you're doing good. Well, I've, I know other people, it just seems, I actually, I might be from following graphic design accounts that make fun of the clients so much (laughs) that I'm just like, I never want to be that. And Jun's doing pretty much everything for free. So I'm like, I want to be as succinct as I can so Mm -hmm. that I also don't, this happens with music too, but the worst feeling and probably why I don't collaborate much is like somebody spending time on an idea that you don't like. I would rather put that on a record cover and jump off a bridge than like tell somebody that I don't (laughs) like their thing they spent hours on. That's going to be the quote that I put on social media. (laughs) (laughs) Well, true. Well, that's so sweet though. I mean, yeah, I know that feeling. You're so sweet. I know that feeling though too of like um, that anxiety of somebody is like working really hard on something. And then if you think about it long enough, you go, I'm probably not going to like it. I'm probably not going to like it. I'm probably not going to like it. Probably not going to like it. Let me open it. Yeah, I don't like it. Did I just do this to myself? Well, also just to backtrack because I've got feedback about being snarky about everyone's favorite band. So just to be clear, I don't hate the Beatles. Like the only thing more annoying than people who are obsessed with only the Beatles are people who say that they're not good. I only like the Beatles. (laughs) (laughs) That you, uh, Hey, there are lots of uncles out there that, my God. Um, No, but I also don't like people who try to say they're not good. Like you have to. They suck. (laughs) They they don't. They don't. You can't. Okay. Then you don't like music, you know, like it's, it's in between. You know, like, and also I love the weird Paul McCartney, like B-sides and stuff. And I like McCartney too. I love all that shit. Uh, I love George Harrison. Um, I'm not saying the Beatles are bad. (laughs) Just enough Beatles already. Well, I mean, (laughs) they had bands that they liked. Who was that? My God, I hate everything. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Except for the Waterfalls single. See? Yes. I do like that. Um, Which I hate. Oh, well, you're, it's a free country. I'm joking. <laughs> I think. Um, yeah. So contrarian that it's like going back on itself. I don't know. No, I like it again. I like it I got again. you to hate it. Now I want to listen to it. <laughs> Actually. <laughs> oh, man. Um, if you so, play it forwards and backwards at the same time, no sound comes out at all. <laughs> Think about that. <laughs> and then if you pause Wizard of Oz, it syncs up. <laughs> it stays right where it is. <laughs> if you pause Dark Side of the Moon and pause Wizard of Oz at the same time, nothing happens. Totally insane. Forever. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> Uh, okay, moving on. Moving Let me on. keep going over these awesome photos you sent me. So 
What's PV City? Where is that? PV City is a pawn shop that my <laughs> comedian friend Megan Keister and I were walking by, and she went, Ooh, PV City, baby. <laughs> and calling a pawn shop PV City was so funny to me that I wrote that down. And then. PV? Uh, what is PV? Oh, PV, PV is like. Do you know what a PV is? Uh-uh. PV is like the shittiest amp that you get for Christmas. Oh, no, no, no. I get it now. Yeah. I can see the the font. Okay. Yeah, totally. As a graphic designer, that's your favorite font. (laughs) Oh, I do like it. I don't mind it. I think it's cool. Someone should make PV the font. Well, there's Um, also, it's like, they are good amplifiers, but they're like cheap. So they get made fun of. But I remember Sean from the Spitz. Like we were looking, they had like a, a full stack, a full stack technically is like, you know, marshals that are nice, but they had like two PVs like sideways. So the wheels were going this way and we we're like, whoa, and he's like powered by PV. And I was like, that is just the funniest statement. It is so funny. And that is when you said PV and I realized what you were talking about, I thought of Sean because he's very (laughs) defensive about the PV amps. And he even accused a certain band, I'm not going to name, that he went on tour with uh, of being classist because they were making fun of his PVs. Damn. (laughs) I mean, a Michigan guy would love PVs. That's where I got the PV that I played for years. (laughs) Working man's amps. It's workhorse thing. It's like making fun of Dickies or something. Exactly. Or uh, what's the other one? Of an amplifier? Carhartts. Carhartt amplifiers. Right. (laughs) Uh, Moving on. I think orange would be the Carhartt. Ooh, yeah. Maybe you're right. It's a little bit more sturdy, expensive. really diss both brands. (laughs) (laughs) Orange amps are the Carhartt (laughs) music industry. Oh, another thing I do is like screenshot um, Instagram account that I like and then like draw over. I save it. I don't even save it in a folder. When it's time to make a record cover, I scroll through my phone and then pick stuff that I've liked over the years or whatever. Mm -hmm. But there is an account that just photographs old books. Mm-hmm. And I realize a lot of these come from that. And then Jen will be like, oh, you really like Dutch design. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. I just like those fonts and mm-hmm. s- minimalist, stark kind of things. Yeah, Swiss design is similar. And I, there's a, like a Penguin Books vibe. Yes. Like 1960s Penguin. Yeah, I love that. The too. band that Jen was in, Wounded Lion, their first single is like the Orange Penguin. Mm. Yeah, that's Stencil a great band. Redone. Yeah. Are they still around? Mm, it more it's no. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> Just gonna keep saying moving on. Let's talk about The three about... of us made a new band called Rubber Blanket. So 
if you want to hear Ooh. those people sing and make wounded lion music but with electronics that's you're cool you would like it Every time you leave, I light a scented candle, leather and vanilla and sandalwood. Every time you leave, I listen to the band. What is this uh, handwriting on the on the white on the black black and green post-it note? Bright green. Oh. <clears throat> that is so that is like me turning having the idea to turn the song title sideways so it looks like mm. a cityscape and then use oh. the C from the front of the album on the back <gasps> and turn that into a moon. I just got it. Yeah, so if you look at those three in a row, that's sort of like the progression of John and I's back and forth of like, oh, use the sea because that's a moon. Okay. I mean, it's not super obvious, but I love that concept. It's great. I don't do obvious concepts. Okay. I'm just joking. (laughs) I would never talk like that. (laughs) I wish you would. Except that's how I talk. (laughs) I wish you would. I just say that at the end. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not to be an asshole but <laughs> if you start your sentences with that you're fine yeah. <laughs> um what about okay so what about your earlier bands did you do any concepting for those like what about what are all your bands name them uh oh. a-frames <laughs> a-frames there was a band before that ben um, sinisters yeah, and there was Toy Train was before that. Oh, okay. I didn't name that band, but uh, but what about any of those covers? Were you always involved in the aesthetics? No, no. I didn't do. <clears throat> I think I sort of like drew back then, <laughs> maybe like a tribal tattoo idea or something. Shut in the up. yeah, I found this horrifying like. I didn't draw often, but it would be like, you know, it was a 1992 or three. And it was like, oh, if I got a tattoo, I'd get like a, (laughs) I'd want to draw my own thing. So it was personal. And then like a, you know, tribal son that I drew myself. And then thank God I never had any money. Around your belly button. Yeah. (laughs) So you never got a tattoo. Over both eyes. You must. If you're going to get a tribal son, it better be on your face. The first one has to be the eye, and the second (laughs) one has to be the other eye. There's, like, no other way to do it. It's like in Seattle where it's so cold that people get hand tattoos first. (laughs) It's like their first tattoo is on the top of their hand, so you can see that they have one. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Okay, so, but do you have any tattoos? No. Okay. Isn't that wild? Counterculture. Yeah. Mm. It is wild <laughs> nowadays. Uh, I asked Petey from the OCs, my best friend who uh, is covered in tattoos, and I was mm-hmm. like, what's the coolest tattoo you ever saw? And he just went, no tattoos. Oh, Petey. 
once you're getting covered, might as well keep going. But yeah, that's funny. He's so fucking funny. Oh my He's god! Shout out to Petey. Damn it, Petey. We love you. It's his birthday on <gasps> this March second. Oh my god! Happy birthday! Is that Aries? Uh, it's Pisces. Pisces still. I well, along with that question, I didn't do any uh, graphic design stuff until I saw. A big thing for me was Aaron from the A-Frames who did the graphic design for the A-Frames, which I think is great. But And he did our first album, and he turned me on to the sticky letter type, which is just Ooh. packs of stuff that you can get from mm-hmm. <clears throat> Stationery Store. He did that on our first album, The Intelligence is in there. And then I you know, didn't have a computer after that, and it was like, oh, this is a way that you can make that's how the fake surfers cover was the first real thing that I made. And that's like just putting sticky type over an existing album cover, which is, I realize stolen from pavement probably, but. Oh yeah. They did do that. Yeah. Uh But I got to thank him so much for like, it is a cool way that the letter, that typeset looks great. Mm -hmm. You can buy it. You can stick it on yourself. And the insert of fake surfers is all sticky type. So the lyrics are on like, 10 pages of that I did by hand and had to buy like a million packs because you run out of ease when you're doing lyrics for a whole album. So you use threes. Yeah. And I used it on to always bring it back to the Beatles. I took the all things must pass because that had an orange on the inside of it that I liked. So Uh it's like the first page is made on that because I didn't have any other orange paper on the inside of the weird box set that oh. all things must pass is on i just like well this is 12 because i didn't know how to shrink or change anything on a computer so i was like i can right. just make this and give it to them and then they can copy it so if you look close there's like the credits to all things must pass are like hidden underneath the sticky type of and this is still on the fake surfers this is on fake surfers yeah that cover I made it really quickly because it was going to be for a German 7-inch, like a tour Mm -hmm. 7-inch with literally like throwaway songs on it, I admit. But that's, you kind of did 7-inches like that. Like you didn't Mm -hmm. have that many songs. So it's like, I'm going to give you the two best things, but here's (laughs) two songs we won't put on the record. Anyway, I gave it to, mailed it to the guy just in the mail and it got lost and he never made the 7-inch. And But I kept thinking about it because I was like... Now that it's gone, I had no copy of it or anything. I was like, if it ever turns up, please mail it back to me. And he did. And then that amount of time of just not even seeing it and thinking it was gone forever. When I opened up the package, like months later, I thought, I was like, oh, this rules. Like this should be the album cover. Oh, it does rule. That's awesome. That Do you think he was lying when he said it got lost? <laughs> that would be rad. <laughs> He wins the story, totally, (laughs) if that's true. I do love that story, though. I love that it came back to you. That's cool. (laughs) Well, and isn't there something a little, like, neat about liking your own stuff is almost, like, the most important thing, too. Like, if if it wouldn't have got lost and sat around, I probably wouldn't have cared about it. But something about it being gone was, like, in my mind, I was like, that cover was so cool, and it was a jazz record my dad gave me, and, like... That would be so awesome. And then when it was like, came back, it was like, fuck yeah, like maybe it's just okay. But now in my mind, I'm so attached to it that it's like a fun thing oh, to work wow. on. Oh, wow. Always lose everything. 
That's... Yeah, throw everything away. <laughs> ABL. <laughs> um, yeah, just send things off into the mail and see what happens. No, that's a cool story. I love it. And those sticky letters, you're right. I mean, it's, it never doesn't look cool. Yeah. I love those. I'm using them again, like on the next cover thing I'm working on. I'm just okay, like, Okay, tell I just us love about these. that. Um, my idea for this currently is like, it's, I always do this where the story's not that interesting. And then I start going, how can I really <laughs> like, basically I'm just making 10 fake surfers covers. Like I want to use sticky type and found objects and stuff. There's a fall record cover, I think, where they just photograph like their bottle caps and stuff like that. Mm. Um, I'm just working on like making the thing physically again myself that you take a picture of mm. rather than graphic design right that i'm dictating or taking from yeah yeah i love that it looks really really cool um even if it doesn't turn out it's so fun to sit there and just make like with scissors and tape and junk um that mm -hmm. in itself is like a fun process and then so the idea is to make one for each of the song titles mm -hmm. and then hopefully i don't know where i'm gonna go from there but um I want them to all be big 12 inch individual things with that are different. Nice. I can't wait to I see know. them. That's, <laughs> it's boring That's very to explain, cool. No, it's not boring cool. at all. Not to me. I'm a total tight oh, nerd. I also love, I love that. I love making um, something in physical space and photographing it, but I also like doing that in 3d space of like taking an entire room like there's old bands from the sixties that did this where they would just write it on the wall or, have some somehow have uh the words spelled out somehow in the room i don't know see now yeah. i'm trying to explain something that's no but yeah that's, i love that too it's what i'm talking about kind of yeah. and i think especially with these like i think taking them small and blowing them up bigger mm -hmm. um i think and then what really i want to photograph them blow them up really big and frame them and mm. maybe do an art show out of that Ooh. because I think the little details of shitty paint and stuff like that blown up to a large scale would look really cool. Yes. And then it's have the originals too. Yeah. Yeah. Can't wait to see it. And what is it? This is a Lars or the intelligence? This is the intelligence. Right. Okay. When does that come out? I'm still mixing songs of it. So. everybody what is the first record you remember you sent me two uh not What's the beatles the first record you remember me mine yeah. is the beatles which one <laughs> sergeant the pepper <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's really stuck with me as a child <laughs> yeah my mom had the gatefold the sergeant pepper's gatefold oh wow record That's and it was I mean. all red on the inside and That's I could true. not stop looking at it and I was obsessed with the 
seeing all the little details in the photo. And then, you know, there's so many like funny parodies of that. Um, I love anything that like gets parodied a bunch. Um, and then, yeah, that, that was mine. It's funny, but yours is, uh, kiss. I never got into kiss. Were you like one of the, a big kiss fan? Oh, I, the first one that I remember is the Munsters soundtrack, which I just had. (laughs) And I don't know why it doesn't even have the Munsters song on it. It's just like cool surf rock. But right. I was a little kid, and I had that on a like a the Fisher Price record player, oh. you know. So I would just listen to that to go to sleep to every night, like you know, some hammered copy of the Munsters. Um, but this is a band called the Munsters. No. Yes. It's like, is it? It says it on the album. It says the newest teenage singing group, the Munsters, and it says inspired by. Clarify two- my first memory for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gaslighting. I'm either gaslighting the fuck out of you right now or. You're... Okay. Well, because it has a picture of the Munsters right. on it. Inspired by Inspired the TV characters, by... Okay. the Munsters. So they called them, they had the audacity to call themselves the Munsters. Wow. But I love it. And them. then put them on the cover too. Like, <laughs> this is who's playing it. Like, Grandpa is drumming. It's a family band. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. They're opening for the Shags. Like it is uh, fine. <laughs> okay. Oh my god, that is so funny. So that's that's the first record I remember. But then my brother moved in with us when I think he was fourteen and I was seven or something mm-hmm. close to that. And he came in was a like a cool teenager with a record collection mm. and he really liked kiss. And then I got kicked out of that room even <laughs> when my sister, he's like, you're out of here. And I Aww. would sneak into his room and like, go look at these kiss album covers. Cause they looked so scary to a little kid. And the Peter Chris one for, I think it's like, it probably has like an almost naked woman in the gatefold with him, like pouring a bloody chalice over oh, her my in God. my memory. Um, Aww, look it up. <laughs> We'll see about your memories. Embelli- <laughs> I don't know if I've embellished that to my own taste, like <laughs> or what. But. There was some like sort of sex magic happening. <laughs> we get the gatefold, and it's just plain white credits. We're like, uh, yeah, there's no happening. Um. Oh my god, Peter Chris! The- I've never seen him look scary before, but this is. He's kind of the the one that people make fun of, I think. Well, band, let me right? make fun of him real quick. Okay. The A frames <laughs> were on tour, and Uh-oh. we would just like get drunk and watch TV in the hotel room. And there was like, this was a long time ago, but there was like a VH1 Kiss concert that was current. I'm guessing it's 2003 or something. So they're playing some huge stadium and they're playing rock and roll all night. Uh-huh. You know the song? It's Kiss song. I know it. Rock and part and of every day. <laughs> and so, yeah, yeah. So they're kind of panned back and it's rock and roll all night and the drums are going like blown out and sound humongous. And then they go to this like quick, like really close on Peter Chris camera. Uh-huh. And like his eyes are just like, blood red <gasps> slits and he's like he's playing so wimpy it's oh. like, because <clears throat> that's really shitting on him in this cool way but like from being back here and hearing it sound almost as good as weezer drums <laughs> that was for you um <laughs> then i get go, it now i understand yeah. what you're talking about 
But it was like, is he 60 years old and loaded on TV? <laughs> or maybe it's allergies. I don't know. It's probably just the combination of stark black and white makeup to just eyeballs. But it oh. looked like very stone red Whoa. slits. That was crazy. Have you ever met any of the KISS members? I saw Gene Simmons eating at his own restaurant in the LAX airport, which I thought was pretty baller. <laughs> that is funny. He just goes there to get attention sometimes. <laughs> totally. Like, oh my God. has to buy the cheapest plane ticket to, like, get into <laughs> to get the food into court the area. Thing. Yeah. Oh, my God. That the is ticket funny. ticket to Oakland. Yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah. You live in LA. So who, like, who are the funniest sightings? Do you have constant celebrity sightings or is it just everyone's wearing a baseball cap and you don't know? It's kind of, I think if I see someone with their head down in a baseball cap, then uh, you kind of assume maybe they are. Um, (laughs) I don't even think I would notice, you know. It's kind of, well, you kind of, I think my neighborhood is kind of casual so, like, you'll be walking by and you're like, oh, there's an older dude eating ice cream. And then you're like, wait, that was Bruce Dern. So, it, like, oh, takes me a minute to, like, yeah, that's a good one. Bruce Dern eating a $9 ice cream uh, cone in Silver Lake. I still think of him as that character from the Burbs. Just eating Whoa. ice cream. So cute. Rips. Um, do you, sorry to keep you so long. I mean, it's been. I'm having fun. We're at 45 minutes. Whoa. I know. Time flies. Um, But yesterday I was thinking, like, is there an ethical way to stream music, like, while you're walking around the city? Because um, all the De La Soul stuff was released yesterday. And then, of course, there's people online who are like, Spotify is evil. And they are. But let's be real. uh, De La Soul is headphones music. So how, without iPods existing anymore, how the fuck, and without uh cd player portable like who really is gonna use you know music is digital so like what how am i supposed to ethically listen to songs in my headphones as somebody who sells very nice vinyl at a very (laughs) low price that nobody buys after an amazing show i'm like i I can't fight this anymore. No one cares. That's fine. But vinyl is one thing. I, I love listening to my records in my living room or being tethered to my stereo. That's fine too with headphones. But like walking around outside without involving an evil streaming company, Apple, or you know, yeah. any of these, like how there's like almost no way to ethically listen to music while you're walking around. Here's my other favorite thing, because I've spent probably the last five years like really caring about the injustice of that. And then I was like, well, what did you do before? And I was like, pirated the shit out of everything (laughs) ever and made a collection of music that I don't even listen to that's on three laptops ago. Yeah. So you're full of shit. Yeah. And so as soon as I stopped caring, um, I picked other things. I pirated. (laughs) I I bought some things. Let's be clear. And then I used- She bought some things. Some things. And then I, I did use download codes- you know, when that was, when I was downloading stuff, but like, I don't even know how to get downloads onto my, I guess, Apple. I don't know. But how is that ethical? I don't know. Check this out. So I didn't, I didn't, 
not use Spotify. I had no streaming service until I think April. It's been one year. Mm. Almost. Like that's exciting. Wow. Anyway, good for you. I mean, that's pretty good. A holdout for like, you know, a professional musician and someone. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I was like, I got it. And I was like, this is life changing. I can listen to whatever I want. And then I was like, or I could just not listen to music ever again. Because it's like the Netflix thing. It's like, I don't know. Like, I got to add it or I forget about it. Or Yeah. Stuff comes and goes, too, on both of those things where an album will be available and then not anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's embarrassing at the end of the year when they're like, you listen to this song 57 times, you fucking dork. <laughs> it's my party and I'll cry if I want to yeah. 10,000 times. They're like, whoa. <laughs> That was a dark time. Oh, dark Christmas no. that year. Dark. Some dark Nilsson era that I was in or something. <laughs> um, yeah, it's embarrassing. It's like, I don't want data getting collected. I don't know. Anyway, I guess it's good for you, the musician, though, to know, you know, you can get, you know how many clicks and stuff? You get analytics? No? You don't uh, know? No, I mean, it's the last thing you want to know. It'd be like likes on a nude photo or something Ooh. is there any number that's going to make you feel good a million and then you're like why isn't it a million and ten though yeah what's wrong with those ten people what's wrong with me <laughs> on a nude photo so you feel exposed and disappointed <laughs> in your in yourself i don't know yeah. i put my naked self out there I've had plenty of art I, shows where I didn't sell anything, though, you know, but they weren't online. Yeah. <laughs> well, and also they didn't go, the gallery, they just said it didn't sell. And you're like, okay. And you go home and cry. They didn't go. <laughs> 1,100 people came in and they all said no. <laughs> <laughs> One million people said no <laughs> to your art. <laughs> yeah. You think nobody saw it. Uh, no, <laughs> actually, <laughs> uh, the marketing was great. Everyone's yes. <laughs> Don't worry. It, it got out there. It's not that. <laughs> oh, no. oh my God. The self-deprecation. Um, yes. well, I like your music. I'm definitely going to download it. Download it. Stream it. The intelligence here to say stream it all you want. Pirate it. If you go to our band camp, I have to go to the post office. I don't what? care anymore. Oh, okay. I was like, what for an MP3? <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works, right? <laughs> Fucking stamp on a... <laughs> I've been sending out these uh, memory cards. <laughs> thumb drive. He sends you a thumb drive. Stamp. Stamp on a oh, no. memory stick. Oh, dear. Carve the address into Can it. you even torrent? Are there torrents anymore? Bro, do you even torrent? <laughs> <laughs> that did sound like it. Bro. Um, I would be too afraid with my computer to like go on uh, the pirate bay. Yeah. It's worse than the porn tabs. Anywhere where pornography lives is just like, I just think it might be dangerous over there, guys. Although I owe uh, my design career Pretty much to Pirate Bay because that's where I got Photoshop. And I used it for like that's 10 amazing. years before I went to design school. I made like DIY stuff. So I went from like Xeroxing things and scanning things and fake or not fake. It was Photoshop. It was just old uh, Photoshop 
just straight to only computers. So I, I've never, I'm old, uh, but I've never done old style graphic design with like, you know, the, the old machinery and such. Uh, <laughs> like a printing press or <laughs> and a steam coming out of it? Or so, Oh no, there's all kinds of stuff that they used to do. Like weird sheets of acetate for layers and st- like before Photoshop layers. Whoa. Yeah, nuts. I, you should uh, listen to the uh, Jeff Kleinsmith episode. He uh, talks all about it. Funny story, if you want it, yeah. that I wasn't going to bring up was <laughs> Jeff Kleinsmith, who I only know because our first band ever did a Sub Pop 7-inch. And he, we were excited. They signed us. I was like, this is, we're like in the top of the building. Like, this is our career. Wow. And we were so young and such pains in the ass. Like he came up, he made this great cover that our drummer hated. And I was like, okay, you hate it. Me too. Let's use our own. And so we use this cartoon that he had drawn and we're like, we insist that it's this and we want it upside down. And like they were like, what? And like the back, and there we were just such pains in the ass. Which about band was a this? Stupid. It was called Herder. Herder. And it was in the nineties. So Hardly Herder. Tried. <laughs> I I voted to change the name against two. Okay. So it got stuck with, but um, yeah, we were such pain in the ass that he was like, maybe you want to get your own designer to do it and just give it to me. And we were like, yeah, went to our snowboarder friend at the art Institute and <laughs> no slight on the drummer's drawing, but it's like, it's an ugly cover that oh, no, no one did not sell, but like, what a weird, like, I don't know. We've had too much punk damage. But like, Jeff you think didn't the get, labels there to like, fuck you. He didn't get mad. What happened? Nothing. He was cool about it. He's so cool. In my memory, like he didn't care. And I think we could have just said, hey, that's not exactly our cup of tea. What else do you have? But we were just so green. And in that era of corporate magazines still suck. I was just thinking about today. It was the dumbest way to be ever. Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) so we had an ugly record that no one wanted. We were uh, unhospitable (laughs) talent to sub pop. And then uh, Dean Whitmore, who works there shout and worked Dean. at the Sub Pop, shout out to Dean, who worked at the Sub Pop Mega Mart, called me when that was a small store in Pike Place Market then, mm-hmm. just a tiny record store. And he's like, hey, uh, I'm just calling bands that I know because we're going to throw away 300 copies of this into the dumpster. <gasps> if you want it, I'll save it for you. But oh. uh, so. And I had 300 copies of a record nobody wanted in my garage until I threw it away when I moved it. I put a hugest box into the trash can. I was like, this is a good lesson of maybe how not to be. Ouch. I mean, it's humbling, right? When stuff like that happens. Yeah. To a a snarky band or whatever. Okay. Well, did we talk about all the things? I feel like we did. I think we did. Yeah. Uh, I think that went good. Yeah, me too. How uh, have fun at your party. Thank you. And keep on rocking in the free world. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for being on the show. I had a blast. It was so nice to see you and talk to you again. You too. All right. Enjoy your day. All right. We'll hang up now. I Thank guess you. so. Okay. Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye.
that little